0: This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by Kimmy Gibbler. That's me. We are recording at the A to B Studios at the Innovation Center in downtown Richmond. Make sure you go visit aftertwobeers.com. You can purchase some of our shirts. You can find links to our social media pages. You can also support us on Patreon, like one of our guests in the studio tonight, Mr. Brad Boone. And you can also find a link to my blog. And when you're listening to the show, if they like it, what should they do, Gibbler?
1: You need to make sure that you review it, rate it, and share it, and yeah. And subscribe. There we go. Subscribe. That's a big
0: one, too. We want to make sure we thank our sponsor, the Sheridan Pub, home of the world famous Kraut Balls. We love them. Yes. And it's home of Thursday karaoke now.
1: We're going to do that, right? Yeah, I
0: hope so. All Maybe right. Maybe we'll, we'll take these guys with us. Tonight, we welcome our guest co host for the evening, local radio personality, Mr. Keith Lehman. A good evening. How are you, sir?
2: I'm well. I am very, very well.
0: All right. Well, we appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Well, we had an issue earlier in the week. It was a technical difficulty, but I'm going to blame it on Apple. Or I can blame it on Audacity, but Audacity's free, so I'm going to blame Apple. because It given was a that. little
1: loud, too, so.
0: It was a little loud. It was election night, and which will come up later in the show. Yeah. Hey, that's a good job right there, Gibbler. Now, we did something earlier that came up last week, and this is a big deal, because I think a lot of people drink domestic light beers and they're convinced that they know exactly which beer is which. <laughs> and we did a test tonight, and it wasn't that way at all. Yeah. Yeah, Gibbler, Gibbler you came in dead last with zero out of eight. <laughs> oh, God. Right. So I, I'm going to go to the, the pub tonight, and I'm going to ask for the wash rag. And I'm going to like just...
1: Oh, come on <laughs> now. Know,
0: I'm going to drain it into a cup, and when you drink it, you're gonna be like, oh, I don't know. This is uh, is this Miller Line. You I drink
1: don't... eight different cups, and you're like, oh god, now I can't decide which one tastes like what.
0: Yeah. So then, plus that, I
1: don't, plus I don't normally drink canned beer.
0: You think that was the problem? So next week, if I bring in bottled beer, that's gonna solve the problem?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I
0: think it sounds like a lot of excuses.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> Thank
0: really you. Nice. I think you need to shut the hell up.
1: I am a guest, a
0: guest host.
1: <laughs> I was over here playing my violin. You're right.
0: If it's up to Gibbler, this is your last guest host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, though, Keith. So uh, Brad got three out of eight. Uh, Keith got one out of eight. I got two out of eight. And I'm the guy that go, went in. I'm like, I, you're not going to be able to tell the difference in these things. But AJ, she did it again. We did a test run earlier in the week. She won that night. And tonight, with even more beers and more individuals, she still got five out of eight. As far as your reputation of being a drunk, it, it continues on.
1: Thank you. That's all I can hope for. <laughs> right. Those we're the... going to get her a trophy, and it's going to be a big beer. A big beer?
0: <laughs> I'm going to get her a trophy then when we go do karaoke. There we go. Yeah, it'll be a big beer. All right, so now we're moving on to my favorite part of the week. This is something that I've come to look forward to, and it's where we jump into the Dirty Winnebago that we have yes. already determined that people may have made meth in it. Oh, God. And that, there is rust in the floorboard, so you the can see. The shitter is definitely full. The shitter is full. There is a ass grass or gas <laughs> bumper sticker. There's also a bumper sticker that says, goat ropers need love, too. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there is a, a, a raccoon tail hanging yes. from the antenna. Yes, there's got to be. And a little hula lady shaking. Can there please
1: yeah. be a bumper sticker that says if I'm speeding, it's because I got to poop?
0: <laughs> There's a lot of truth in that one too. They must have mud butt. Mud butt. Yeah, that's every time I see somebody speeding, AJ gets she flips out. You're like it ruins. Why are they day. driving
1: so fast? Right, and
0: I always tell them, I mean, AJ, calm down. Maybe they have mud butt. I've been in a red light before. I think it's you know what. I wonder if you ever got pulled over. Actually, now you were a police officer. I worked in the jail, and you were a police officer. Yes. So my my question to both of you. Is this a adequate excuse yes. to get out of a speeding ticket? If you pulled up and I said, I just shit my pants and I was in a hurry. Because, or
1: I'm going to shit my pants if wh- you do not let me go.
0: So do you,
2: you let them off? I'm, I'm going to take, you know, there's two different takes on this. If somebody says, I'm about to shit my pants, I'm going to keep you there until you shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. ah, you
1: son of a bitch.
2: However, if you say, I just shit my pants, then I'm going to let you go. (laughs) But if you have to shit, you're staying
0: until until it comes out. Oh, my God. What an (laughs) asshole. Because I am an asshole. (laughs) 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 All right. So, anyway, so now that we have set the scene perfectly for the After Two Beers beer wagon, it's time for some A to B history. It's October 3rd, 1849. We're in Baltimore, Maryland, and it's election day. So we just passed election day, and we're coming up on a, I think, kind of a big one next year. So I think the election... Is it? Is it, it a big one? It could be. Okay. I've already heard about it for six months.
1: No shit.
0: <laughs> we spend more time G. talking Christmas. about elections. Six months, that's it? I've heard about it since the last
2: election. But no you know
1: shit. what? And I i feel like I really haven't even heard about who's really going to be running, because all I keep hearing about is impeach, and impeach, and impeach, and impeach. And I'm like, I mean, I like Jim Beam Peach, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: joking. But wow. no, wow. I don't even know who's going to be running, well,
0: honestly. I mean, you still have I hate yeah. to say that. Yeah. Out loud. There's, well, it's nothing to hate on yet because you don't technically have a democratic candidate. Okay. So you're fine. So it's election day, we're in Baltimore, Maryland, and a guy named Joe Walker, he's walking towards his local pub, and he's going, he's going to have a pint and a vote.
1: A pint and a vote. A
0: vote, yes. So bars back in the day, so this is the the mid 1800s, they were used as polling stations. So you could go in and have a beer and also cast your vote.
1: It just sounds like a good excuse.
2: Uh, you know, voter turnout would be so much higher than what it is today.
0: I agree. I would think so. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I actually think that would be the best place to hold debates. I want to get both candidates drunk and get them up there. Because and, and then be, they become honest.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What? A politician is honest?
0: <laughs> right. And I'm also <laughs> going to allow something that's never been done in a debate. I'm going to allow each candidate the opportunity to call three bullshits.
1: Ooh, nice. And when
0: they call bullshit. Are
1: they going to throw a yellow flag like in football no, or what?
0: just like the old game, like the drinking game. Just go bullshit. And then that person has to stop talking <laughs> and it's over. And I'm telling you. People would show up to watch these debates.
1: I think you could probably actually run for <laughs> <Like> <laughs> something.
0: I'm going to move to the smallest city in the United States and run for mayor. And so hopefully there's like three people to vote for. And I'm like, oh, my Grass.
1: I mean, we met the mayor of Garden City, <laughs> South Carolina.
0: That is is true. Oh, At a bar. He probably it wanted, He probably won it in a debate. So anyway, so we're getting back to Baltimore. Like I said, it's October 3rd. Old Joe was going down for his his beer and his vote. And along the way, he noticed a man that was slumped over in the street. Now, the guy was clearly intoxicated, or he appeared to be heavily intoxicated. And he was also wearing clothes that didn't fit him. So it was a little odd. But anyways, Joe was a good guy. He helped the man to the hospital. And the guy, after slipping in and out of consciousness for four days, finally passed at 7 a.m., on October 7th okay so he found him in a gutter now unfortunately the gentleman they, there's no death certificate that can be found for the man but the reported cause of death was congestion of the brain aka alcohol, alcohol poisoning, poisoning aka my freshman year at Ball State <laughs> <laughs> so many believe that there were lots of things that could have caused his death it could have been actually the alcohol it could have been drugs but he at the time Was a guy that was really pushing temperance, and we'll talk about why we know that later. But what one of the speculations is for why he passed, and it's the one that most people kind of buy into, is it was Cooping. Huh? Cooping. C-O-O-P-I-N-G. Cooping.
1: Like chicken cooping?
0: Like chicken cooping. Like uh yeah, that's how we'd stay it here in Indiana, right? We dropped the G. Chicken cooping? He's cooping. He's cooping. So like a lot of cities in America in the mid eighteen hundreds, and some could even say today, the city was full of corrupt politicians. And it makes I'm su- surprised. I've never heard of such a thing. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Bullshit. Well, here's the difference. <laughs> you know, when you ran for office back then, you could be like if you're famous. They'll let you grab them right in the ankle. (laughs) Oh, but anyways, these corrupt politicians would use this common practice that they called cooping to win the elections. And what they would do is they would hire thugs, and their job was to go kidnap down and out guys that were hanging out, especially the homeless, and the victims were drugged disguised and forced to vote over and over at different polling stations.
1: So this cat was probably drugged. He might not have had alcohol poisoning. Correct. Okay.
0: Because they found him not wearing his clothes. Right. And they were wearing clothes that did not fit. And for four days, he slipped in and out of consciousness. And he kept yelling a name. I can't remember the name. I And I apologize for that. But anyways... Gladys! They, they think he may have, have, have succumbed to, to cooping. So two days later, the man was buried in an unmarked grave in a burying ground, which ironically was near his grandfather, whose name was David Poe Sr. So the man they found in the He was just gutter, a Poe boy. Nobody yes. <laughs> loves him. Yes. The man in the street was American literary icon and author of The Raven, Edgar Allan Edgar. Poe. Edgar. That's now, awesome. So Seriously? was the
2: name he was yelling Lenore?
0: <laughs> no, it's <laughs> <laughs> Stella. <laughs> I get have been a contender. <laughs> now it's it's an interesting story because this guy was at the time one of um, North America's most recognized authors. Oh yeah, people loved the guy. Absolutely. And he left. He was in Richmond, Virginia, and he was traveling to Philadelphia to help another author go through some of their art, some through, through some of their poems. And they don't know why he was in Baltimore. They have no idea why he ended up in Baltimore. It was a month after he left. He left in September. They found him in October. And then he just happened to get buried by his grandfather.
1: Wow.
0: And the reason they recognized him was Joe Walker saw him. And because of you know him being famous, he knew that it was Edgar Allan Poe. And that's when they said, well, these aren't his clothes. These clothes don't fit. We have no idea why he's in Baltimore. And so then eventually they decided, we got to give him a gravestone. So they built a gravestone for him. And on the way to bring it to Baltimore, a train derails and crashes into the station and <laughs> destroys it. So they had to build him another one.
1: So his life was like mine. It was just a big train wreck.
0: <laughs> well, before and after death. I'm kidding. But then, so there's finally now you can go to Baltimore. And it's just outside Camden Yards, so it's not too far away. Actually, there was another famous person that owned a bar in that area. They found in Wright Field when they were digging Camden Yards, and it was Babe Ruth's dad. What? Yeah. Inner, inner City Baltimore is a really cool place to go if you ever get an opportunity.
1: Never been to Baltimore.
0: Can you imagine the the people who cooped him? Dude, we fucking killed Edgar Allan Poe. The ravens quote the raven never say this shit anymore <laughs> so anyways that's your story this week from the after two beers a to b history wagon and it worked out pretty good because we were trying to do the the idea with the election day yeah yeah it just worked out that way would all you right look at that would you just look at it <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, how about some news you guys want to do some news let's hear the news let's hear the i news. like news We've got some stories that we thought would be kind of funny to go over.
1: I'm ducking and everything. In
0: the house, I am I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket.
1: Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it?
0: Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay, that's not
1: good. <laughs> well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house started to get my phone so I could... Play a video game on it. Told him he need to get out of that water. But say I didn't know he was getting eat up a bees, I thought
0: he was just high. Welcome back to After Two Beers. It's time for some news. we got three this week, but they're really good.
1: Oh, I can't wait. They're
0: really good. All right, here's our first one. And Keith, this is where you can jump in and enjoy yourself. Oh, I will, I will, I will be jumping. <laughs>
1: be careful with the enjoying yourself that sounded a little
0: enjoy, awkward. Enjoy yourself. All right, here we go. I've never been to Iowa, but I already know two things. About people from Iowa. What's that? For sure. They love gender reveals. And they love explosives. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Right. Well, Well,
1: who doesn't love explosives?
2: Okay, I'm not a big fan of gender reveals. Well, then that's why you're Midwest. These guys are
0: like bottom of the Midwest. (laughs) Because they're like, I like explosives. But when they're pink and blue. (laughs) So here's what happened. On last week's show, we discussed a future grandmother who was tragically killed during a gender reveal (laughs) that used an explosive. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but I do. Don't you feel like an ass? No, Uh, you don't. I can look at your face. I don't, because you can't
1: (laughs) fix stupid. Right.
0: But like true Americans, other Iowans said, fuck it, that sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) And the very next day, a new group of Iowans decided a gender reveal with explosives was a great idea. So they did it. Now, fortunately in this one, no one was hurt. But the blast caused homes to shake two miles away. Two miles? Wow, yes. What, what did they use? Well, that's even the best part. So they actually bought this kit online. There's a YouTube video that I'll share where you can actually go and purchase a gender reveal kit. And this reveal kit comes with a box containing tanzanite oh, shit. and the appropriate color for your future firebug. Because anybody that uses an explosives and a gun to, to determine whether you're a boy or a girl is definitely going to play with matches, probably in a mobile home that they live in. Oh, my God. So do you what? end up on uh, like some sort of FBI watch list when you buy this gender reveal kit? I, I You know, apparently not. I mean, the fact that you can buy it. Well, we should buy one. We should you know so what? Buy one.
1: Let's do it.
0: Yes. What's so, the worst that'll happen? So basically what you do is you take the tanzanite and the color and you mix the ingredients and then you shoot it with a rifle. And for two miles, people will know that you're having a baby. <laughs> 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 they just don't know what, what <laughs> sex. <laughs> oh
1: <my> At 41, <laughs> if I were to ever have a baby, everybody would know about it. <laughs> You'd hear my screams. You-
0: nah! All right. Now we're moving on to our second story because the last one ended <laughs> so smoothly. <laughs> That's an inside thing. That's why it's a big deal when we throw out an opportunity for you to come and sit in studio with us and listen. Because tonight, we did a beer tasting challenge.
1: It's so much fun.
0: Right? And you get to hear all the shit we cut out. And it was it was funny. It was, it was really, really funny. It
2: was really good. It was- However, it's not going to make it past the cutting room floor.
0: No. It's, uh, it's one of those, you had to be here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So here's our second story. A physician received a call from the Vernon Parish School Board. Apparently, there was two students who have been very sick lately. Okay. Re- really sick. The school had received 14 excuse notes from these two kids. 14. 14. Now, what's more interesting, the physician stated to the school board that he didn't treat the students... And he didn't authorize the excuses. This is almost like our history thing. So, yeah, it, Right? It's the, a mystery. It is a mystery. The police visited the clinic to get to the bottom of the case. And at that point, 52-year-old Belinda Gail Fondren, a clerical at the clinic, was arrested. Now, I want to picture this like a Scooby-Doo caper. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like the police come barging in, and Belinda's like, ah, shit.
1: Took the <laughs> mask was, off, <laughs> and it was her. It wasn't for
0: you meddling kids. <laughs> right. Because... She had been selling fake doctor's notes to high school students <laughs> so they could get out of school.
1: Where was this bitch when I was in high right? school? And
0: she was selling them for twenty dollars each. That's a gamble. Twenty dollars. That's genius,
2: right? That's genius no. because you're not selling a prescription, right? No. So you're just selling an excuse. And how would how is that illegal? I don't know. I want to know
0: if one I of mean, the kids. It's
1: illegal how... because she's. She's pretending to be somebody else, but, like, no, I'm still a little mad that, where was this chick when I was in high school?
0: I want to know how it came about. Like, there had to have been, like, one of the kids was there, and he was like, Dude, I got Dude, I'll get drop it. you a 20. Right. No, th-
2: what,
0: what happened is, mom,
2: can you write an excuse for my friend and me so we can get out of school? Mm-hmm. And then they went to school and said, oh, guess what Johnny's mom did? Hey, you need to do it for her. It's always we're Johnny. We're gonna tell on you. It's oh, Johnny. Johnny. It's always Johnny. Johnny, you know, the the best jokes start with little Johnny. So <laughs> Or when a or a Redneck said, Hold my beer, it was little Johnny. <laughs> little Johnny, hold my beer. See? Right. That's how you do it. There you go. Oh, keep going. So <laughs> So yeah, and then it became a big blackmail thing, and then she thought, Wait a minute, I can charge these kids. I can make some cash. She's a genius.
0: I think it's a good She's idea. An he's the, he's the She's an entrepreneur. She's an entrepreneur. Was
1: was this your mom?
0: Is <laughs> uh, no your comment. mom's name Belinda The only thing that makes this story more cool Is if the lady Had made up even a fake doctor's office Like why does it even have to be a real doctor So
1: what's the name gonna be The oh, doctor's could, office
0: We could call it whatever we want it to be
1: Fake eponymous
2: All she has to do is get stationary With a doctor name, Doc Browns you
0: oh, know? And she Doc could Browns. sign it Doc Brown
1: Dr. Pepper <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Office of Brown and Pepper. Doctor, feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Uh, No word at this point if Jonah Hill and Seth Rogen will appear in the movie. That should happen (laughs) following this story. (laughs) All right. Here's our third and final story. Now, AJ, you can jump back into this one because this one is actually a pretty interesting one for me. And this one may take a little bit. And it's definitely something that we can discuss. All of us. Okay. Okay. Our third story is about a man named Leo Leck. Leo owns a home in Greenwich Village, Colorado. Okay. The home took two years to build and cost Leo $600,000. A
1: little over half mil.
0: Yeah, it's a nice house. Leo was renting the house to his son and his girlfriend, and the girlfriend had a son as well, so the three of them are living in the home. And they had left that evening. that The story takes place. The house set quiet, just chilling, you know, just hanging out. At the exact same time, SWAT officers in Greenwood Village. They were looking for a guy named Robert C. Cat. The officers had tried to contact C. Cat earlier in the day for alleged shoplifting, but he ran. Okay. okay. And that's where the shenanigans began. A
1: lot of malarkey.
0: A lot of malarkey. Here it comes C. Cat just randomly selected Leo's house mm-hmm. to hold up in. In addition to the alleged shoplifting, C. Cat had multiple arrest warrants. For five hours, C Cat sat in the house and even fired a shot at the police. How did
1: he get in it?
0: He just bo- broke in, go through a window, bust okay. the door open, and five hours negotiations failed. The Greenwich Village SWAT team went into beast mode and started an assault on the Leo's home. At this point, okay?
1: Oh man, they went in it, and shooted Yeah, up everything. they were gone at the time. They
2: weren't in the home. No, right?
0: Leo. What Leo owned the home and he was renting it to his son John. And John and his girlfriend and the girlfriend's son weren't there. Okay. And so this guy had just randomly picked this house, ran into the house, and he used that as his house to to hunker down in. Okay. And he sat there for five hours and nothing happened, except he fired a shot. And now the police were like, fuck it. We're going in. Now we're rated R. That's two fuckets. That's two fuckets. That's
2: three. Oh, we're working on
1: uh-uh. NC-17 oh, now. here we go. For fuck's sake. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No, is it for fuck's sake or is it for fuck's sake? Like, I just want to make sure because I've got. Thanks for the sake of fuck. You know what? I want to make sure Mm. that it's professional in my email at work tomorrow. I believe it's for fuck's sake. (laughs) Okay, just check it.
0: All right. Yeah, there goes our sponsor opportunities. (laughs) Is that an apostrophe
2: (laughs) S or just an S? Because it's It's two
0: totally different things. Does that belong to fuck? I may leave it in. I may leave it in because we're edgy (laughs) like that. (laughs) It gives us podcast street cred. I always talk about that. So there was a nineteen hour SWAT operation that took place. They tore out the police tore out every nearly every window of Leo's home. They breached the doors with an armored vehicle. One dude. One dude. Then used explosives to blast holes in the wall. Are they from Iowa? Uh, No, this is Colorado. (laughs) And they flung tear gas canisters inside. Much of the interior was reduced to rubble. The damage was so severe, the wooden frame of the house was exposed. Oh. The family found two needles, believed to be drugs inside, because apparently Cat was even using drugs while he was inside this home. After the completion, the debris covered the yard. Almost all of the family's possessions had been damaged, and the house was destroyed. Now, and and I I'll say this. So they destroyed this $600,000 house and they destroyed it, but a guy fired a a bullet at him. So you have I've never been a Take police officer. Take him down. Well, he's in the home. They don't so they have to go in. Now, it sounds to me so like let's it was excessive. So, blow up
1: everything in the home, but not the guy. So, here's my thing. 3 out of 5 in this room right now have had control in some sort of law enforcement.
0: AJ was an MP. Okay, oh, yeah. okay.
1: And my thought is it's about your personal protection. You don't know what he could have already had in that home. He could have scoped it out and already have like a whole arsenal inside there. So, for me, it would be balls to the walls. I would do whatever it took to protect myself. I
0: know that many people would have an issue with balls to the wall if there's someone in there that you don't know what they have to your point. Right? I mean,
1: hopefully they have insurance. Well, Gee, many Christmas. now I'm
0: getting to the next oh, part.
1: No. Oh, no.
0: Now, the city provided the family $5,000 for temporary living costs. <laughs> but ultimately, Leo's son and family had to move in with him and his wife in a different city that forced the son to find a new job. And the son of the girlfriend had to change schools. So you got me so far? I'm following you. Okay. Okay. Four. Leo's insurance paid for the family for the home of $345,000.
2: <sighs>
0: this was a $600,000 home, yes. right? thus leaving the family in the hole by a quarter million dollars. Jeez. So they asked okay. the police department to pay for the damages, and they declined it. So Leo sued them. He sued the city and the police department, and it was ruled that the police department didn't have to pay Leo for the damages. Leo took the case to the federal courts, and they also said that the police didn't have to pay for the damage. They said the police were acting in their lawful role to arrest a criminal suspect, and thus they are not liable for the damage caused to other property, even if the property owner had nothing to do with the crime at the hand, and now Leo is considering taking the case to the U.S. Supreme Court.
1: Well, good luck he on should. that because he did not have proper insurance on that property. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an issue. So, good luck, Leo.
0: Wow, wow, heartless over here. So, so if this happened to any of us in the room, AJ, Brad, Keith, if you own a six hundred thousand dollar home,
1: you should have it insured for at least that, a million or more. Plus. Yeah,
0: more. Well, maybe the house isn't worth what it was because of the decline in the housing market.
1: Well, yeah. that's an issue with the lender because it has to appraise at a certain value.
0: Okay, so it took them two years to build the home, and as I mentioned, it took $600,000 to build the home. Now, my favorite quote of this story is from one of Leo's lawyers. Her name is Rachel Maxim. She said, It's a miracle insurance covered any of it in the first place. Insurance is for fires, floods. There's no police blew up my house insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Now, one last interesting fact. The police also caused about $70,000 worth of damage to the next door house.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Insurance refused to compensate that owner with any money, and the city only gave
1: them $2,000. Wow. (laughs) $2,000. I'm still trying
2: to figure out why they used so much force to subdue one person after a 19 but well, he was in the house for 19 hours. Is that what you said? Yeah, it was. A and 19 it was five hours, hours before any shots were fired. And it was one shot. I think it was excessive force. I, I think that they got, hey, we've got all this stuff and we've never, never been able to use it.
0: Here's our chance. I actually believe that as well. So it's it's probably a smaller suburb around a bigger city. And I think what happened is they got excited. Now, I am all for police safety. Right. Absolutely. Right, right. Like, I have no issue with that but essentially they completely destroyed one home and $100,000 damages to the next door house? What the hell were they doing? Yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, it's just, there's just so much, too much damage, too much damage, you know, excessive force. Even when working in the jail, you could only use as much force as necessary to de-escalate the situation.
0: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, it's a tough deal because what happens, let's use a city like Richmond where we're from. And they have armored vehicles here as well. They have a SWAT team. If they go in and they destroy a house trying to get someone out, most people are going to say they, they got the criminal and that's what needed to happen. But if the homeowner sued and said, you owe me $600,000, it, it would be a major hit on our budget already mm-hmm. if you come in with another quarter million dollars that they have to cover. But I think the fact that they even destroyed almost hundred grand in the house next door what the hell were they doing? And that's the part where I'm like, you guys have to really take onus to this. Because city, technically, the city only paid out 7000 bucks.
1: That's insane. Yeah. Like, there's more of them than there is that guy. Yeah. Take him out. It's a
0: tough deal. It's a, I, having never been a police officer, I can't, I can't speak for it. And actually, this was a great week to have this story because three of the people in the room have been in law enforcement, so it worked out okay. Anyway, it's not necessarily a funny story, but it's definitely something that people can discuss. Yeah, I agree. We could talk about it for hours, and nobody's going to be right. (laughs) I'm calling
1: my insurance agent tomorrow. I don't care.
2: Can I I get some police blew up my house insurance?
1: (laughs) If it brings it to the forefront and it brings on some debate, I'm all about it.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those things that, uh, like I said, I, I think the police should take every bit of action they need to subdue a criminal. But at the same time, there has to be accountability for taking too much action. Yeah.
1: I mean, it should have never taken that much like damage without damaging the person that was...
0: It'd be interesting. Yeah. So, so Leo's Stuff. talking about taking it to the Supreme Court. Now, that's the finish of our news stories. And I think those were actually pretty cool, interesting news stories. I enjoyed it. I think, Keith, you've been here on probably one of the most exciting nights that we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, and
2: nobody will ever know. <laughs> no, no, I think, I think we got podcast
0: goal in the can. But now, one of the things that I don't know that our listeners know, the way we come up with the stories each week is I take basically the honus on the history. I go through and I try to find what A to B history that we're going to talk about. But because I'm spending time on that, AJ and Gibbler send me a lot of the ideas for for news stories. Now, some of the things they send aren't always news stories; they're just fun <laughs> shit, right? Fair, yeah, well, fair. Now they sent me two this week that I thought were really good. That weren't they weren't news stories, but I felt like we should share. Okay. okay, now and these are ideas. I actually call this. I this may be the only week we do it. You know, we used to do like we're gonna do beer of the week and we're gonna do this of the week. <laughs> He's done
1: beer of the week we did,
0: well we've done it once or twice
1: <laughs> and then you gave up on me yeah <laughs> well it's because
0: you quit going and buying the beer <laughs> I bought <and> it <laughs> well let's do this one and it's
1: one of the best beers in indiana
0: is it really no,
1: no we didn't sense. even drink i believe it.
0: you we'll try it we'll okay. we'll try it All so right. here's we have two of these these are a to b great ideas thanks <laughs> to the web i'm intrigued <laughs> you are intrigued here we go now i think a lot of people have seen this one and i bet i think it's genius It's a CNC that, like the old, Ah! the cow goes moo and that kind of thing. But instead of animals, you put restaurants on it. Yes. So when the family can't decide where to go eat dinner... You hit the you, old C and say.
2: You know what? And this, here's what happens. Oh, no. Spin it again. <laughs> oh, I'm not, so going not going there. I am not going there. That makes we my just tummy We just had that last well. week.
0: We just <laughs> had that. No, I'm not going there. Spin it again. It's so true. <laughs> you know what? You can call three bullshits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's our last one uh, before we wrap up. And I think this one is genius. And actually, I think Keith, Brad, everybody in here will love this one. And I'm not sure who sent it to me. It's one of, one of these young ladies here. But it is basically, it's a 4 by 8 sheet of plywood that they've gridded out. I did. With these little <laughs> boxes, right? And it's tip cup. So you chug the cup, and then you, or you know, flip cup.
1: Flip cup, but yeah. you do connect four.
0: You do connect four. Oh, so yeah. one team, there's like four of you on one side that have red cups, and four on the other side that have yellow. And when you tip your cup, you have to put it in your squares. And the idea is to get connect four. It's your base. And
1: also to prevent the other team from getting Connect Four.
0: And we should play this next time. Yes! yes! So why don't we play this? Right, Brad will be back there next week again. <laughs> He's like, every time I show up, they give me free booze. <laughs> is gonna, <laughs> Keith is going to come back. Yes. yes. I mean, shit. <laughs> I would love to fill this place up one day with people that have been on the show or people that have just listened and have a good time. I want to say, first of all, a big thank you to Mr. Keith Lehman for two reasons. First of all, I thought you did a phenomenal job. Thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I've, I've had a great time. Awesome. And the reason for the second thank you is because you did it twice this week. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this time around was much, much better. Yes. I mean, Yay. we yes. got gold. Yes. I mean, if this doesn't win an award... I don't know what more I can do because <laughs> I even deleted out the controversial shit. Right? <laughs> what? But Oh, yeah. We're having a good time. But I thank you very much. Now, I hope you want to sh- call out where you work or maybe you don't. I, <laughs> no, I don't mind. No. Uh, so the, what would you like to share? I'm the
2: weekend DJ or radio personality on G1013. I go by the name of Keith Cassidy because it's so much easier to say than Keith mm-hmm. Lehman.
0: I don't know, I think Layman would be awesome. Lehman's <laughs> <laughs> an
2: awesome name, but it's hard to say on the radio. Really? You can't it really say your own I, last I name. can't do it in my radio voice. Yeah, what I want to hear it? You want to hear the radio voice? Yes, oh, we really gosh. do. I gotta I gotta, <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta I <laughs> gotta find my inner Keith Cassidy. he just
1: gotta pull it down.
2: Here Hey, it's your friendly weekend guy, Keith Cassidy, hanging out with you after two beers. We're in the innovation center of downtown Richmond, Indiana.
0: I, I like so it. You know, I thought you were going to say nice. something like, "This is your weekend host. I'm spinning the hits and yeah. licking the clips." Hey! Wait, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to Oh my god! Hang on. Well, thank you, Keith, so much, and we're looking forward to having some more guests from Richmond, Indiana, but elsewhere. If you listen to the show, if you're in Indianapolis, we have tons of people in the indie market that listen to us. Cincinnati, Fort Wayne. Louisville. Louisville. A lot in Louisville. We do. Louisville's big for us. We're
1: going to go there right after the holidays. So be prepared, Louisville. I didn't even know that. coming for you.
0: That's why she produces the whole thing. We don't know where we're going. I just know if there's beer and a microphone, we're golden.
1: I'm, I'm good Lots and lots of bourbon <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. There Why we go You love me some bourbon
0: Alright Gibbler I hope everybody had a good time I hope Keith you had a good time I had a great time Thanks for having me You're very very welcome Brad it's cool for you to One of our uh, a loyal Patreon donors AJ we love you for everything that you do In the, uh, the kick ass beer challenge this week And Gibbler I think we will talk to them all next week
1: After two beers